Hello and welcome, dear friends, to another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. This episode was recorded on February 19th, 2018. It's a truly rewarding feeling when you take a chance on something that could go wrong in so many ways, but you manage to shake away the jitters, uh, welcome the opportunity with open arms, and let the universe lead you where it may. This is certainly how I could most accurately describe my experience, as my next guest, whom you're about to meet, uh, was certainly a class act, and one to leave me feeling both humbled and inspired. I had a basic idea of where I wanted this interview to go, but with my energetic uh, and synergetic interview style, it's always nice to come out the other end, both surprised and grateful for never setting too much in stone. This exchange was both a genuine pleasure and an honor, and I can't thank my guest enough, uh, Montreal-based men's fashion stylist Style by Paul, or just Paul for short, for her wisdom, transparency, and overall, well, you know, well, awesomeness. Hope you enjoyed this exchange, because uh, I certainly did. So uh, without further ado, we're Waking the Awesome, episode 20. Let's do this with Style by Paul. Here we go. My question towards you, where did you grow up? And, you know, what can you what can you tell people about always remembering where you're where you come from? OK, uh, so I was actually born in Haiti, um, similar to you, but I was uh, raised in Jeremy. OK. And um, I left when I was nine years old and I moved to New Jersey, Jersey. And OK. Jersey and the Jersey and the Plainfield to be exact. Nine oh eight, let go. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I moved there uh, at the age of nine. Never been to Haiti since. Um, and then from Jersey, I did my schooling there. And then uh, at the age of nineteen, I moved here, which is Montreal. Mm-hmm. And about the way I was raised, that was the second question, right? Yeah. Can you can you just give me the because th- that's like my growing up but what was the question again no because you know with you know this connection to your background because we can all we can always go back to where we came from right because that guides who we become as individuals you know Mm -hmm. so i was just curious as to like you know what's your what's your earliest childhood memory and how does it is it still something that that uh that stays with you you know in terms of you know you know humble beginnings life lessons the path of life and everything like you know when you think back uh what like really what that was really my question what's your earliest childhood memory jersey is it haiti you know it's just like to be honest with you, I have a vague, very vague memory of what my life was like in um, Haiti. Um, because I, I'm I'm weird like that. Like It's kind of like I select what I want to remember. Mm-hmm. And the part about Haiti, for some odd reason, is kind of like every year I get a new flashback. And so I remember something and then I say it out loud and I'm like, okay, it makes sense. So my early childhood would definitely be mostly in Jersey mm-hmm. where... Um, my child was pretty. It was pretty. It was pretty plain, but I made it exciting, um, okay. just based on my participation and um, the activities that I used to do, like in school and church and the community and stuff like that. That was that's all. The only thing I can remember is my childhood. Like I had fun. I mean, I don't, I don't know how in depth you want me to go with mm-hmm. it, but like this is your platform. There's no, there's, there's, there's. You can stay at the surface. You can go as deep as you want. Don't worry about it. You know, don't worry about it. It's totally fine. Yeah. But it's, uh, it speaks to a lot because, because you're definitely, you're, you're definitely. If I'm just, you know, focusing on, you know, all the research I've done about, you're definitely a very someone who's very, who comes across as very expressive with yourself. You're definitely 
out there and open minded and everything. Just like, you know, so such a burst of energy. I was just curious. Yeah, that's for me, that's how it comes across. That's how it comes across. And I'm just being very honest here. So with all that, it's something that really resonates with me. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering, like, okay, were you always like that? Was there like a shift? You know, just like me, if I can say for an example, growing up, I considered myself really shy. And mm-hmm. even now, you know, I still consider myself shy. A lot of people are telling me, like, you know, have you met yourself? Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I guess for me, it's like, you know, it's like a defense mechanism. Not a defense mechanism. It's because I know I'm so shy, I work so hard to, you know, be more outspoken. Does it, if yeah. it makes sense. You know? It does make sense. Um, well, with me, I, I find that um, it's my humor that I use, like, at the like at the forefront. Like, people, whenever they see me, it's kind of like I'm always laughing, always in a good mood. But I would say that this is like my mechanism. It's kind of like, uh, like stuff can be bad in my life, but because I keep a smile on, people don't have to know what, what I'm dealing with. Because I, I, I feel as though I'm, well, I know I'm independent. Like I really want to deal with what I have to go through because I feel like it's made for me to be stronger. Mm-hmm. So I want to deal with it on my own. But then it's kind of like I can't let people see that I'm not the Paul that they know of, you know, okay. the Paul that they've seen. Um, but when I say I'm shy, I feel the same way. And my shyness is not, is, I'm not shy about, I'm shy about uh, sharing myself, mm-hmm. but I can be on the surface for as long as I want to be. But mm-hmm. to know who I really am, it takes time because I'm still learning about myself. That makes sense. Of so, course. so it's kind of like when, when, when I, and that's why early on I told you I've never done a podcast before or I've done interviewed and even that I was kind of like, whoa, why do you want to interview me for? Because it's, I'm still learning about myself, so I'm surprised when people want to know about me, you know? So it's kind of like I don't know what to answer. So that's the part that I'm shy about. I'm shy about learning about myself while I'm telling somebody else about myself. I can sense. definitely, I, of course it definitely makes sense because it always comes across, well, how I can speak to that, if mm-hmm. I may, is definitely um, when where it's because I'm trying to phrase it properly see because my brain because this is the thing about these podcasts is what I learn about myself as well my brain is all over the place but if I have to center it and phrase it in a very concise way it's Mm -hmm. about the fact that we always have to a little bit sometimes be uncomfortable with the revelation of what people see in us you know either questions or interactions they have with ourselves you know I've been told in, you know, a social circle that, you know, uh, that I take a lot of space. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're pretty small. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very polite way to say like, you know, when you come in, you walk into a room, you're just a burst of energy. It's like, you're very hard to ignore. Okay. I get that often, often. (laughs) But, you know, it's not, it's neither a good nor a bad thing, but it, it also helps you, you know, acknowledge, you know, whether you agree or not. But mm-hmm. if it's a fact and if it comes from people that, um, you know, that you trust and whose opinion you consider as honest, truthful and respectful, I think it only builds on, you know, that uh, that card castle that is you, you know, right. mm-hmm. and I, I totally understand that. But, you know, I totally understand, of course, you know, where your discomfort might come from, where you know, I just have to speak to somebody else about you. So, like, OK, I'm just me. Why do you want to know about me? You know, right. and I can tell you why people want to know about you, Paul, because you're awesome. 
Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I like that little plug there, man. But it's not even it's not even a shtick. It's not even a shtick. And you know, um, because you know, I've read your interviews and I've seen your content and you know, passion and dedication, even if it's something that I don't I that I just don't care about right, you know, right, right, for right, me, right. whether it's That's cars right. or we're definitely gonna get into that, you know, your entire right. like, you know, your entire course and your craft and everything. But it's definitely something that, you know, I believe that it's it's genuine in you. And uh, it's something that you definitely, you know, need to be, you know, really aware of because it's something that does resonate. If nobody's told you, I'm telling you now, it's very factual. Okay, take it any which way you want, but it's recorded for posterity into the Internet. I said it, you know. <laughs> it's been told, so you don't got it. <laughs> it's been told. It's been told. But centering back into, you know, growing up. So from Jersey to Montreal. Um, so yeah. what, what happened there? So after high school, uh, you just decided to come here. Did you come and study here at college or like, you know, what was the story there? The story. Well, it wasn't a choice of mine, to be honest with you. It was not okay. a choice of mine. It was more of a family, family decision. Um, okay. my brother was raised here while I was raised in New Jersey. Um, okay. So it was kind of like a thing just to make us get closer. And they felt that Montreal was a lot easier just for me to navigate or for me to have a better life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in college in the States or university, as they, they might say it, mm-hmm. um, when the news came about. And um, <laughs> being in the States, being in like on campus, I was living the life. I was having the life, the time of my life. And then when the news came about, I'm like, no, I'm not going. But the, the, it was no ultimatum. It was a fact that you're leaving Jersey, you're going to Canada. So um, it's already been 10 years that I'm here. For the first five years, let's just say I hated Canada. Not even mm-hmm. Montreal. I hated Canada as a whole. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just mad. And then moving here, it wasn't even in uh, Montreal. It was in Talbot. So oh boy. Thank you. Reaction <laughs> that I was looking for. Oh, God. Okay. So from Jersey to Telvin for five years, it was tough. Um, you know, it was hard for me to manage, hard for me to... Well, you know, when you don't want something, everything's going to be an issue. Obviously. So I really did not want to be in Canada or in Montreal. Um, so I found the language barrier, even though I'm like, you know, a Haitian or whatever. But like in the States, we don't speak French. Like they give there you, you French as a, like a second language, but I didn't even take that. It's Spanish. I don't know why, but I'm like... I speak Creole at the house. I only French as a course, you know. So, but moving here was different because you have to speak French, and then there's the accent French, and then there's the, you know. So um, it was tough like that. Uh, my friends were like living their lives, and I felt that like I was stuck here. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, moving here, it was at first like like I mentioned for the first five years, I really hated it. Then I found a job. I was working downtown. No, I was working in Laval. So I told myself, like, the commute from Taubon to Laval was too much. So I moved on my own to Montreal, and that's when I started to like it. Because I'm like, it's more city life, you know. I can handle it more. Uh, I moved to Saint-Michel. I lived, I lived in Saint-Michel for, like, my first four years in Montreal. I lived in Saint-Michel. The thing is that people are telling me all this story about all those places. I'm just like, I just have an apartment, I have a car, and I can navigate. Like, I don't I don't claim anywhere. I don't know the story of anywhere. I just found a good, cheap apartment or whatever it was and call go. it a day, you know? Call Trying to survive day. out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
we're not trying to get the history books here, man. <laughs> there you go, because there you go. You do what you need to do for you, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's all about you know building, putting on the building blocks, you know, to get where you need to go. You know, right, right, right. So, what what would you say would be a Aside from the language barrier, aside from the flag, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of you know your Jersey life versus the first five years of your Montreal life, what 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 did you miss most about Jersey? What did you what did you hate most about? <laughs> oh, um, well, Montreal, I find that I miss the hustle, I miss the grind, um, and even now I see it more so the fact that I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, but here in Montreal, like everything is okay. Everything is like nice and dandy. Like you, you're not rushing for anything. Whereas in the States, it's kind of like, it's such a hungry city or like anywhere you go, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like, I need to eat. I need to, I need to make it. I my dream, my goals, my, like, this is the talk, like regardless what, how old you are, like, you know, that you need to hustle. You need to hustle for the new clothes. You need to hustle for the new kicks. You know, so it's kind of like the hustling is always in the beginning. And it's not hustling like drugs or anything. But it's just the moves that people are making to, to make it happen. It's the hungry mentality. Yeah, exactly. So uh, here in Montreal, I, I don't feel the same. Like, there's so many opportunities for them to go far. But they're not, they're not um, accept- I want to say accepting. But I don't, I don't know. They, they just don't know the difference, I guess. So they're, they're just comfortable with it. Too many, so there are too many, there are too many facilitations towards like, okay, you've got too many doors, you've got too many options. Is that the word we're looking for? You've got too many options towards getting what you want. They still, they still don't see it. Has it gotten worse? Um, well, to the point where I have to go to Jersey sometimes just to get a, you know, put a little pep in my step sometimes. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, now I, like, now that I'm growing a business, I'm growing a brand, it's kind of like I I can't be at the same level as where I was like a, a employer, a employee, you know? So it's kind of like I, I I figure we're going to go in depth into how I get start, how I got Take started. Your Take your time. There's no but rush. It's just, yeah, it, it got worse now that I'm in the business world. I'm like, yo, I need to, I need to. I need to be hungry, man. I can't. I can't be around here for too long. <laughs> is that a trait for all entrepreneurs, or would you say that's a that's a, that's a trait, a characteristic? What would be like you know your top three characteristics for uh, for a successful entrepreneur? Like whatever, just let your brain run loose. I'm just serious, like because I hear that a lot. Entrepreneurs, you have to be hungry. You have to want it. You have to basically be willing to put in like you know those 12, 14 hours of just like as you say grinding and just putting into the like you know blood sweat and tears into this enterprise of yours but i hear that a lot but what would be you know to what you speak you know the characteristics of a successful entrepreneur just a a couple of tips that would be good um i will say be visionary okay um because you have to see outside of anything that you would like your you have to be visionary uh you have to you have to be perseverant um definitely like well, it's not easy. Like the, <laughs> ooh, it's not easy. It's not easy, and you have to keep going. Like, like um, I listen to a lot of like motivational um, speeches or people or whatnot, and they always mention the same thing. You have to know your why, and you always have to believe in your why, because every day it's not the same day. So it gets it's a roller coaster. It goes mm-hmm. up and down, and if you're not perseverant, then 
it's it's not gonna happen. You're not gonna go far. Um, and you definitely have to be passionate. Like those are the three things I have to say. Like because all three of them they all intertwine. If you're not passionate, then your why is is not gonna be as strong as it should be. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a why, then you're not persevering because. If today is a good day, then everything is good. You're in a good spirit. You're putting all the, you know, goal entrepreneur. But when it's down, what are you doing? You know, like, are you going back to finding a job? Are you saying forget your dreams and, you know, go back to like a safe space? And visionary, all of this is at the end. Like, you have to have the vision, the long-term vision for for the passion, the perseverance to make sense. Okay. So if I'm hearing correctly, so we've got to have, so first of all, we have to have the passion for what we want. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing that, you know, with the why, we definitely have to define what we want. Mm -hmm. We have to be really clear about what we want. And uh, you definitely have to be a visionary as in, okay, you're not just thinking about tomorrow. You're really thinking like, you know, the next five to 10 years. Oh, yeah. How did that start for you? Well, like, you know, where was your, where was your vision? Like, you know, when did that start? When did you, did you just like, okay, like, you know what? I could, I could try this out. This could be a good idea. Did you try different things or, you know, what was your crappiest job? That was a question. What was your crappiest, crappiest job? job? Well, funny enough, I didn't even start working in the States. I started working here and um, working here. My first ever job was working for Bell. Bell you Canada. Did you work at the Bell Tower on Jotalon? Not even. I worked at. Uh, started working at Laval IQT. Okay. Expeltel. It's like a um, third-party um, uh, provider. Yeah, the cables. Yeah, the cables. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So we're doing that. So that was crappy, and I told myself never again am I doing customer service. <laughs> um, and then, and then I started working for BMO Bank of Montreal for six years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So crappiest job would have to be Bell. Would have so to I'm be Bell. Two jobs. And after that, that's when you just said, like, you know what? I can't do this, like, okay, working for somebody else thing, and I'm launching into it. It wasn't that easy. You see, okay. like, you, you, you think, like, uh, I, you think I thought it all by myself. Nah, not even, not even. I'm here to learn, no. man. I'm here to learn. <laughs> no, what, what, what happened was um, I've always been dressing like this because me dressing, like, the way you, like, describe, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or the what you've seen on social media it's just my way of making myself feel good about myself. Like, it's okay. just purely for me. So my friends uh, noticed that I dressed like that. So they always told me, like, oh, you should dress my boyfriend you, because I only style men. Mm-hmm. You should dress my boyfriend. You should dress my friend. Da, 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 da. So about my fifth year of BMO, I was fed up. Like, fed up. I was on sick leave because I, I was uh, sick for a period of time. And then coming back, I had to come back um, slowly. Like, it was, like, maybe two days out of a week. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoyed, because I, I spent a year off work, and then starting back work, it was, like, two days out of the year, uh, out of a week. So I'm, like, I enjoy, like, that freedom. You know, you get your job done in those two days, and then the three days or whatever days, you enjoy it. So I'm, like, okay, you know what? How can I stay out of work more? So I'm, like, okay, let me go back to school. So I went back to school on a part-time basis. Um, so it was part-time at work, part-time at school. So my okay. two days stayed uh, stayed the same way. Um, so then I went back to school for architectural drafting. Um, and I didn't like it as much because I did it in the States. So I had to redo it over here just to get like the, the diploma or whatever. Exactly. I realized I didn't like it. So I'm like, all right, but I can't go back to work right now because I like my two days. So then work was getting too crazy, like the, the objectives were getting too much. So I told myself, like, hey, it's not worth it. 
Gotta get those objectives in the bank. Gotta get it. I tell you. So then I decided to like go on a whim and quit. Just like that. I had no plan B. I had no plan C. They gave me an ultimatum one day. And then I told myself like, you know what? I don't even want to be at the job anymore. So why should I? Like they basically let me know that I'm out. And I'm like, okay. It it ain't come out of my mouth. It came out of your mouth. So we understand each other. So I left. So while I left, I was on, since I was there for six years, I was on um, employment insurance. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, what can I do with myself? So then my friend came back again and was like, yo, you should start my boyfriend for a wedding season. You know, Haitians and wedding season is bananas. So then I styled two of my friends for wedding season. And thank God for social media because, like, the response of social media was out of this world. Like, this is guys that they dress usually in suits, but, like, they never get the same amount of likes to my mm-hmm. comments and stuff like that. So I told myself, maybe I'm onto something. But um, my friend was like, yeah, you should be a stylist. Did not know what a stylist was. And this was no, two years no ago. Word. This was two oh, years ago. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, yes, you know, whatever. Uh, but I'm the type of person, whenever somebody, like, I feel as though, like, they, they planted a seed, and me, I'm just going to, like, do the rest of the work. You're going to run with it. The idea. Exactly. So I was unemployed. I was still getting checks from unemployed. Uh, Unemployment, unemployment insurance mm-hmm. yeah so i'm like let me let me enjoy myself let me see what this is all about so i invested my time i invested the money that i i was making and yeah and i did a whole wardrobe i told myself like i i have to look the part and i have to be in the right place at the right time and that's what i did and that's how i i got where that i am is, now in those two years that is crazy yeah. So see, this is what this is what I was trying to um, tell. Uh, not long ago, I was talking to my brother, mm-hmm. uh, my kid brother, and you know he's at he's at that point where you know I'm sure we've all been there at some point, and I'm really talking about all of us here because everybody comes at some point that that cross where you're asking yourself, "What am I doing?" You know, mm-hmm. and I told him like, "Stop thinking about it." And just do it. You know, you're probably going to hit a wall. You're probably going to fall flat on your face. But mm-hmm. one place you will not end up is where you are right now because you actually did something. You know, exactly. We can at least guarantee you're not going to be in the same place. You know, right, 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 right. Overthinking is the worst thing you can do. Just do something, you know. Yeah. And everything and will I'm, come to light. It's crazy. It's crazy. You're talking to me like two years. This is two years Mm-hmm. Just not that long. Can you imagine everything you've accomplished in terms of recognition, in terms of exposure, in terms of seeking something that you're passionate about, you know? And that's, that's the thing. It's 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 and that's why it still feel very surreal and very overwhelming for me because it was never my thought, so. it was never my idea. Well, I, I I did not know what an entrepreneur was until I became an entrepreneur. And even that, I'm still reading books on how to be an entrepreneur, right? You can only do by doing. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, because it would, um, and not, not that I'm, because the way I'm going to say it is as if I'm ungrateful, but I'm not ungrateful. I'm actually grateful of everything that's going on. But it's just that the way I planned it out is that, okay, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to learn about my thing on the low, low. And as soon as I'm ready, I'm going to be out there like, cool, you know, Paul is here. Mm-hmm. But then I, I realized that I was working so hard, not knowing that I was working that hard to get that recognition, which I'm getting right now. I don't know if that makes sense, what I just said. That definitely makes sense. That's okay. totally me. So Do now... You, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. So now it's kind of like, 
like you mentioned, like you uh, you mentioned, like my the recognition and stuff like that. It's kind of like I was look. I my subconscious was looking for it without me knowing that I was looking for it, because everything that I was doing, I was going to like think at least two to three events per night. Mm-hmm. Like being in the right place at the right time, meeting people, they see my style, so they're kind of like, okay, I've never seen this before in Montreal, where are you from? Like they want to get to know me. And that's why like all the like, you know, word to mouth, the social media presence and all this came about. But me, my whole thing is kind of like, this is this is the, the this is the basics. This is what needs to be done. But I didn't think it would be that far for me. I still mm-hmm. think I was playing it low key like Nobody know who I am. I'm just gonna be in this event, that event. I get photographed, but like nobody knows who I am. So for your in your mind, you're just doing like you know the entire again. Let's take it back to our community, the entire Haitian community thing. Like you know, I'm just doing it like you know with the patnes and you know, exactly. it's just like I'm I'm in this little circle and I'm okay. Like you know, what? I'm good. I'm 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 okay. You know, it's well, like nobody knows. <laughs> somewhat because I knew what I was doing, but I just did not think that it would get that far. Mm-hmm. You know, because when I say I knew what I was doing, because it's kind of like I similar to the way you send me the the email, where it's kind of like everything was very precise. I was like, whoa, I, I don't know who you are, but you I'm sure s- do. You know, <laughs> you did you did something wrong, man. I'm, I'm sorry like, about that, by the way. If no, I no, if no, I really good. the process creepy, I'm, I'm really sorry. No, no, not even creepy. I'm just flattered. That's why I told you I didn't know all those publications was out like that. Like. I posted like, yo, I was in this magazine, but then after that, I read it, then I'm on to the next. You know, I don't, I, I don't get big headed over stuff like that. You know, because I feel as though like I'm still not where I need to be. Okay. You know? Okay. So um, that's why I'm like, whoa, going back to the past, like I, I was definitely in this and this and that. But what I meant to say is that I did my research, knowing that okay, this person is this person is in this um, world of fashion here in Montreal. This person I need to be around. This person does this in TV. I need to be around. So I did my research, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of like I thought that it would have been harder to get within that circle. Wow. Okay. You know. So it's kind of like I did. I did. I did any what anybody that's hungry for whatever it is that I'm looking for would do. But it's just kind of like the response I got was kind of like, "Whoa!" I wasn't expecting you to say yes. Whoa! I wasn't expecting to be my friend. Whoa! I wasn't expecting you to. To give me that that accolade that I'm looking for, you know, like that is so profound. Yeah, because you know? it that's why it's surreal for me and overwhelming because I'm like, whoa, like I know I worked for it, but okay, it's here. You're, you're actually getting, you know, acknowledgement for something that, and can we say, and again, because we're here not just talking about you and me, but I'm hoping that you know the listeners can actually take a little few tips. Do you realize that? you what you can have a tremendous ripple effect or you know if you just stay consistent and very realistic about what it is that you want you might be surprised it's just as much as you know when i invite somebody on this podcast just like you i'm surprised when they say yes i'm like oh okay but just like you said you know you're just dabbling into it you know you're fairly new into into the field and right. what i'm guessing is a very competitive you know uh, oh. i could say environment but you know you're doing your own thing and you realize you're getting a lot of tremendous response whether like if you had to just stuck to them to the fact that well i could but you know what let me just let me just stay here and do right, my right, thing. Right. when when i'm ready when yeah. i'm ready when i'm ready you might as well just do, you know? Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. 
Absolutely. Because it it's it's fun. Oh, how can I say this? Um it's fun of the the unknown is fun for me. I don't know for everybody else. The unknown is very fun for me. Okay. I'm that type of person. Like I I I like stuff out of the like if there's a box, I wanna know what's outside of the box. I wanna know like why am I in that box? Like this is the kind of question that I ask myself. Like, okay, mm-hmm. why why am why do you say I'm like this when I'm not? And why do you think I'm like this? You know, like when somebody say I'm awesome, I'm like, why do the person think I'm awesome? Like, those are the kind of questions I, I ask myself. Just to better know myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So the unknown, like I told you, I had no plan B, no plan C. And when I left my job, what would happen? My friend gave me an idea and I'm like, you should be a stylist. I'm like, what's a stylist? Okay. Okay. A stylist basically dress people up. Okay. So what makes me different from every other stylist? I'm like, okay, let's find, let's find that out. So it's, it's kind of like questioning myself. And then while I'm questioning myself, I'm actually doing something about it. I'm not just sitting down and questioning. It's kind of like, You're okay, what makes significant me? steps pushing you forward? Exactly. Because in those little networks, when I go see people, they ask you a question like that. Like, what do you do? I'm a stylist. But like every other person can say they're a stylist, but what makes me different? Well, first mm-hmm. of all, the way I, uh, uh, I dress is definitely, like you said, like I walk in the room, like people have to stare at me and I, I that's just who I am. That's just the That's style just that I am. Exactly. But I had to have a conversation. I had to have a substance for me to actually be able to stand next to the people that I did the research about for me to have a conversation where they're like, okay, you, you could be in my entourage, you know? So like all those things was fun for me. Like the little, everything, the process is fun. That, let me just say like wow, that. That is so profound. Because I've got, man, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm really putting my head on a leash right now because I've got so many questions going through my head right now. I just have to control myself, <laughs> really to control myself. But you know how it resonates with me right now? Because I'm hearing you talking and I'm hearing so much of the stuff that you read about. You you hear a lot of people talk about, like you said, just like you, I listen to a lot of like, you know, just a lot of motivational speeches and entrepreneurship and, right. and speakers and podcasts. And they all come back to the fact that you have to have, like you said, you have to have a vision, mm-hmm. you have to be dedicated, you have to be willing to go all out. Okay, you have to be willing to fail. And I just wanted to dabble in that, you know, again, if it's too uncomfortable, you can tell me. But how do you deal? Have you, first of all, have you hit walls where, you know, like, okay, have you ever encountered, like, we spoke about fear, but have you personally encountered fear, uncertainty, and doubt? And either, you know, caught you off guard? Did you learn from it? Or how did you react? And how did you move forward? Oh, yeah. Um, Well, you know, the check had to to come to a stop, right? Just saying. <laughs> um, so yeah, after after that year where I was living, you know, not working, but pay was coming in every two weeks. So a nice amount, by the way. Um, that stopped, um, and that's when uh, reality kicks in. Because now it's kind of like after a year, people know who Stop by Paul is, mm-hmm. right? And I was living like as if I was making, you know, I was making progress. But then when the check stopped coming in. How am I going to get from point A to point B? You know, how am I going to get the newest outfit to still make sense in the crowd? How am I going to do this, you know? Because mm-hmm. with styling, before, again, it's a competitive field. Um, and it's all about who you know and what you look like. Okay. And with me being photographed everywhere I went, I couldn't recycle a lot of the things, right? 
So okay. then, so then it's kind of like um, I started stop going out because it's kind of like okay, I can't go out, you know, because I don't like I don't want people to feel as though like you know I'm doing the same thing everywhere I go. This is and that. So I have to find different things. But this is just under like you know what people see. Mm-hmm. But at the house, um, I was at the point where I couldn't pay my rent anymore. Uh, because yo the the check's not coming anymore. No. I, I had to go stay at a friend's house, um, and then yeah, no, it, it was tough. It was tough. Like my car, um, yo, it was tough <laughs> going back. That's got to be business. scary. Oh, it's more than scary, my man. It's more than scary. It's it's what the hell am I doing? Like it was all nice and glorious in the beginning, but then when you hit that wall, and then it's kind of like people want you to do favors or collaborations or whatever it is that they call it. Mm-hmm. And then you look like, yo, at least give me a $20. $20 can, I can stretch a $20 for a week, my man. Like I mm-hmm. can, but it was to the point where I didn't know what to do. I did not know what to do. Uh, people thought I had it made because of what they saw on social media. So asking for like a little small favor was kind of like, yo, you stop by Paul. I'm like, yeah. Mom, what are you new, man? So it was kind of like at the things, kind of like there's a persona online and there's the reality, and you know that was tough. That was tough. But um, hitting that wall, man, I wanted to quit a long time ago. Um, really? I, oh, come on! Are you kidding me? Because it's kind of like it's something that I'm I'm doing. It's brand new to me. Um, I'm reading about it in books because I'm trying to, I'm still trying to get under people's, uh, you know, under people's wings. Like, okay, I can be your assistant. This is that. But then for them, it's kind of like, you stop by Paul. I'm like, can you stop saying that? I just want opportunities. I just want, you know, like, I just want help. You want to grow. But right. So they come like that. So, um, I met my mentors around that time. That's when I met my mentor to social media because mm-hmm. she followed me on, on, on Facebook and then she added me. She wanted to meet with me and stuff like that. And I was very honest with her. I'm like, look, we went to a restaurant. I couldn't pay the bill. I'm like, um, give me a salad. Because I think it's the only amount I can afford. She was like, yo, don't worry about it. I invited you, so I'll pay for it. I was like, phew, I'm off the hook. Wow, okay. But then, yeah, she was, she was the type of woman, like, she saw her, She said she saw herself through me. Okay. So though my drive and everything, so she she kind of began to ask me some personal question here and there, and then I started answering them. And and I, you know, I could tell you she she's my rock through the dark time that I was in, not being able to pay for stuff, not not having my apartment anymore, living in my friend's house, not having three dollars and twenty five cents to take the bus to go see a client. Um, yo, it, it was it was tough, man. But nobody knows that, you know. Like it's the first time I'm saying it out loud, so you know, I don't know who's gonna be listening to this. No, it was tough. It was tough, man. Wow. Shout out to my friends that that helped me out, man. I had a friend like she had a two story house, but like she only had two bedrooms. Mm-hmm. So at first I was sleeping on the couch, but it was I I felt that it was gonna be a long term thing, mm-hmm. and I like my privacy. So she had like a walk in closet. So I told myself, yo. Your walk-in closet is my new bedroom, my man. Wow, <laughs> Yo, no. no, for real. This, this, this is this is stop by fall for the past two years. Wow. Now, but I'm now I'm good. Now I'm good. Now I'm good. Wow. But it, it's been hard. So this is where I comes back to the whole why. Mm-hmm. If I didn't know my why, and even then my why was still kind of like, uh, I don't know what my why is because, yes, this is an idea. Now I'm getting recognition for it. 
maybe I'm onto something. So my why was kind of like, why am I still doing it? Then I found like, yo, if people like appreciate me as much as they do, there has to be something more. It's, it's bigger than me, you know? So that was my mentality throughout the time. But um, you're saying yeah, it's but, okay. It's okay to question yourself along the process. Oh, absolutely. You are else you're going to go crazy. Because another thing that people think it's it's kind of like you have to be super strong and you have to know everything that you're doing. We, I, well, I did not know what I was doing. I did not. So of course I have to question myself because I'm the one going through whatever I'm going through. So why not? Okay. I mean, <laughs> because there's a lot. Why do I say that? Is because a lot of people will tell themselves, as you said, you know, you're so focused on your why, and I'm not sure if you can speak to that, but sometimes maybe your why is dare I say misguided, maybe you're, you're seeking the wrong thing or for the wrong reasons. And sometimes people are so obsessed and so, you know, just laser focused on this thing, which is which you should be. But sometimes, you know, it's so clear that at this point, you know what, it's okay to just like put everything down, step away, you've done everything you could, maybe you should try something else. Yeah, is there, it's like, because oh, it's always a delicate balance, right? How, how do you know? versus like okay it's like you need to question yourself now maybe you're questioning how you're doing it or maybe your why is misguided you know well, well i figured that not everything is stick and stone um so okay. your why can be your why your why can change but it has to change for the better okay because life you're still experiencing a lot of things through your life like your process is not going to be the same from day one till day 500 Mm-hmm. Right. So the thing is that if you have like, um, OK, it's for for me to service other people, like mm-hmm. it's still going to be my why. But how and how can I use my situation right now to um, make my why a lot better? Or more? You have to evolve, you know, and mm-hmm. your why have to evolve. But like the 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 the, the basic, the, the structure of it has to be similar. Mm-hmm. So with with me, what happened is that because like my why was not as strong, I was able to like the questioning myself allowed me to find a stronger why. Like now I'm going through the grains. Like I'm I'm really going through ish right now. I don't know if I can curse, but you I'm going through so much right it. now. <laughs> I'm going through so much right now. Why am I still standing up? Why am I still in a high spirit? Why am I still going to events? Why am I doing this? You know. So this was when, like, I really found out what my why was. Because before I was, like, flaky. I was kind of like, I'm just, like, going for it. I'm just riding the wave. But then during the hard time, that's when I'm like, yo, I know why I'm doing this. Like, if, if I did not know why I'm doing this, I would have easily go back to another job, get a, I don't know, $10 an hour. I would have been okay, you know? But, like, my why was stronger than that. It's kind of like, no, you have to keep going. To speak to that, because I'm very big on um on you know your personal truth and i'm very big on knowing why you want to do your thing and it's okay that your reality is not my reality and your struggle is not my struggle doesn't make me better doesn't make you lesser than so it's important to you know learn from each other and through different experiences see and it's it's why you know if if anyone goes to your instagram feels like you know you're so inspirational and you're so encouraging and you're so motivational. And, you know, like you said, it's not even about promotion. You dress fly, man. Like, oh. Ah. This is my curious mind, right? Because I'm very, 
I'm simple. I can't, I can't even put it any simple. I'm very humble. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm like, okay, I'm willing to put myself on to like, you know, just sit down in the classroom and say, okay, how, what is your process? How, how do you wake up in the morning? Like, you know, do you have morning routines? Like, you know, what keeps you, what gets you jazzed up? Okay. Do you like, <laughs> do you think about your what every day is every day a grind or is this like, are you always networking? Like, you know, are you reading fashion magazines or like, it's, it's crazy. What's your, what's your, what's going on in your head when you wake up in the morning? Wow. What's going up in the morning? <laughs> oh, um, what do I, I, I don't, this is the thing. I don't, I don't necessarily have a routine. Mm -hmm. Um, fashion magazine here and there, but it, I don't focus on it. Okay. And for a stylist to say that, I don't know. Some people might look at me like, what? Because as a stylist, you need to be on trend. You need to know what's going on around the world, what's what's in, what's going on. But with me, I'm so focused on just building me that okay. everything else is kind of like it's just added bonus, you know? Okay. So thinking about what I'm going to wear is not even a question for me. Like, I don't think until I see it in front of me. Then I visualize everything, like, whatnot. But what do I do? I meditate. Um, meditate and pray. Because I feel okay. as though, like, because uh, it's, it's, it's intertwining, you know? Some people would say, like, you know, the mind is so powerful, but that you're God. But then I know there is a God, so I'm not going to say I am God. So I don't know. This is another conversation. Mm -hmm. But I, I pray. I meditate. Um, and I just go about my day. And dressing up, uh, like I said, like I don't, I don't make it a bigger deal than what it is. Like people go bananas over how I dress and I'm just like, okay, I just put looks together. That's just you. Yeah, because I've always, I've you. always been dressing like this. And funny enough, I don't know if the, 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 the people know, but I'm a woman, right? Like I, I dress like a, a man, but I'm a woman. And mm -hmm. I find that, like I told you in the beginning, I dress like this just to make myself feel good. Mm -hmm. Like the, the girl that would buy the little black dress, have the high heels, you know, all that, that's them. But me putting on a suit, putting on a, a tie, this is this is like my armor. This is what I feel good about. That's what you that's what makes you you, you know? Right. So that's why when people are like so excited and so amazed by the way I dress, I'm just like, You're dressed good too. And people are like, Oh, don't judge me. I know you're a stylist. I'm like, yo, if I'm not in that realm of like, you know, I'm working on a project, mm -hmm. my stylist hat is not on. Mm -hmm. Like I don't look, I don't judge people. I have so many things going on in my world that it's kind of like a random person on the street. I'm like, oh, you should have wear this like this, you know. So I'm not, I'm, I'm like, it's. You're it's there's a lot all, of acceptance if I'm hearing you know, like you're you're very you're very accepting, but at the same time you're very authentic. Like you know who you are. Right, and I don't have. I'm, I'm not. I'm not the type of because I the world that I'm in is kind of like, um, you know, I. I know people are judging me, so mm -hmm. I'm not going to be in the realm to judge people, even though that I, I do get a, like, you know, okay, you can do it because you're a stylist, mm -hmm. but I still feel as though, like, this person took the time to put whatever they put on, so who am I to say that, even though I have the title of a stylist, but who am I to say that you're not dressed properly? Like, we, we all dress the way we're undressed, the same way that I'm a woman, and I dress the way I want to dress, you have no reason to judge me. So I'm, I have no reason to judge you with how you dress as well. When we're talking about 
personality, you know, you as a person, as an individual, you know, how you dress, how you speak, you know, the type of books you read. When I, when I hear that, when I, and I always say, um, because we're, I always, I always say we're all in this together. And as long as you're not inherently causing harm to another person, another human being, yo, just do you and be happy, man. No, just you and be happy. Seriously. You know, when, you know, my wife likes to hang out, you know, in the weekends and TJs and, you know, me, I just wake up, I take my shower, you know, I can dress fly like at home, you know, (laughs) some nice jeans and a long sleeve shirt, like, you know, roll back. No, seriously, I'm just doing dishes and like, you know, just, but I'm, I'm just chill. I'm fly, but at home. Sometimes my my wife's, you know, it's like, you don't even dress like that for work, but you're you're home and you're just like. You're just you're just flies. That's that's my comfort zone. That's just who I am. Sure, I'll wear I'll wear the entire like you know like casual attire for work, but that's work. I'm not saying I dislike my colleagues. I'm just saying like, right, 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 right. that's me when I want to be in my little bubble of me. I just dress like this, and this is how I feel good. Okay, right, right, right. Right. So go back to my wife again. You can't wear that. It's like why can't I wear that? It's winter. Yeah, yeah. Look, I want to wear a sunny <laughs> sweater, a sunny yellow sweater. In winter, okay? I just want to wear a sunny yellow sweater. Can I wear a sunny yellow sweater? She's like, but you can't wear no, the but there's, there's, a lim- there's a limit, though. There's a limit. There's a limit. I, I, I go with your wife on that. Sunny in the summer, <laughs> depending on what point of the summer, of uh, the winter we're talking about. Is it the end of winter to the point where you're, like, saying, oh, my God, summer's around the corner? Or is it, like, the beginning of winter? Where it's kind of like- I told you since the beginning, when we connected, I have no qualms. I come as I am, and I have no barriers. Like, do not judge me. If I just – sometimes I go get the mail in flip-flops. I just – I don't care. I just okay. I just don't care. But I understand. Without socks. I'm a bear. I'm a polar bear. I'm going to go get that mail in my flip-flops. I'm not putting on boots. I'm not, there you go. No, there you go. no, there you no, go. It's no like, I'm, I'm just chill. It. I'm just chill. Gotcha. No gotcha. But all this coming back to the fact that, you know what? It You have to cater to things that make you happy. And I believe that's what we're looking for. Because I, I hear that a lot in what you're saying. You know, you have to seek your why because your why harkens back to what deserves your effort, what deserves mm-hmm. your time. And at the end of the day, because I hear you, you know, you talk about the grind, you talk about putting in the hours and, you know, personal sacrifice, which you, def- which you definitely experience. Mm-hmm. But at the very end, I can definitely say that, you know, I, you, you, am I mistaken saying that, you know, you feel, you know, content with these efforts and it's not something you consider as time wasted? I don't think oh, you're, no. you're wasting. I don't uh-huh. consider you're wasting your time. Oh, no. I, and I go back to saying trust the process because I, yo, I'm so grateful of everything that happened that now... So I'm basically out of the, you know, like the part I have my new apartment, I have my mm-hmm. car. Like I'm so grateful of what I have now that it's kind of like I love my life, and I don't have millions in the bank account. I don't even have thousands in the bank account, but I love my life mm-hmm. because I know where I came from. I know what I went through. I know, like everything that happened, I learned a lesson from it. So it's kind of like I'm built so strong for whatever's gonna come next because I know, like, this is life. Like you, you're gonna get stuff coming thrown your way. So I just kind of like, okay, I went through the first step. I'm breathing now. So whatever's gonna come next, I know how to handle it afterwards. So it's kind of like I'm time wasted, definitely not, because 
I needed that. Like I need, I was so comfortable before that now it's kind of like, I know what life is all about. Wow. Yeah. Good, just, I'm just backtracking just a little bit because um, you talked about your mentor and mm-hmm. I believe that it's important when, you know, we're, we're going on this path of personal journey that we, uh, even though it's our journey and it's us to put in the work, but mm-hmm. you can't do it on your own and you can always build on the experience and the knowledge of others that came before you Absolutely. and people who are doing what you would want to be doing or who have been through those steps or who have been through that grind. What is the, what, so first of all, um, I'm guessing this person is someone you respect and someone you looked up to. Absolutely. So, um, what are the best lessons that you learned throughout this process? Uh, are you still, you know, meeting with that mentor? Is it like, okay, like, is it like, or like, what, what, what did you gain from, from this, uh, from this mentorship? Oh man. Um, first of all, she didn't even know she was my mentor. <laughs> just like that. I just gave her the title. I'm like, Ooh, ooh you mentor. Let's go. Um, what did I learn? I learned so much. Yo, I've grown so much within the, the past year that I've known her a year or a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's kind of like she pushed me so much. Like I opened up and certain stuff that I will never discuss with others. Like I discussed with her and because I opened up, because I discussed with her, like we could find a, a, a path together, which okay. guided me to where I am now. To the point where, I don't know, like, I just learned, I learned about business, I learned about um, uh, money management, I learned about um, responsibilities. It's kind of like everything that I should have learned before, I never did until now, which okay. is crazy. But I had a lot of time to learn all of that because it was kind of like, you know what, what I think it is, because I was going through a rough patch. So it allowed me to consume everything, like to to just take everything in, like more intensely. That makes sense. That makes yeah. makes a lot of sense. So yeah, yeah, with so. within the within the I can say the um, the collaboration, you know, what you're going through is a little bit more revealed, a little bit more translated or defined, you know, through the eyes of your mentor. It's like, you know, what Absolutely. you're going to, like, you know, can actually put into words and experience, you know? Right. So that's what I'm, that's what Similar I'm Similar to her. Right. No, it's exactly that. And um, she's well, well made, like, and self-made also uh, a woman of color, like, you know, mother, wife and all that. Um, so it's, it's kind of like important for me to see that as a role model, because as, as soon as I started opening up, she started opening up about herself. And that, I I think that's what gave me the the push to keep going because similar to me and because she saw herself in me before I even knew who she was. So then when I started opening up, she started to opening up too. And she told me like the same thing that I'm going through, she went through the same thing. So I'm looking at her like, Oh, you already made it. You're making it. So that means if I if I go through what I'm going through, because like I told you, I wanted to quit a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But because she she found like she didn't tell me like from the get go like oh by the way I did the same thing da 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 da. But it's kind of like through what I'm going through, she's like no, you have to suck it up. You have to keep going because similar to you that da 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 happened to me too. So then it's kind of like. Okay, so you went through this. It's not like somebody just bullshitting me and just telling me you have to keep going, you know? So there you go. There yeah, you go. So the fact that she went through it is kind of like, okay, you gave me some ammo. Let me keep going. Let me keep shooting, you know? Let me keep doing what I have to do. And 
I so think you're the, the Oh, go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that. Um, so you're genuinely saying what it's, you know, it's okay to what because it was because it always seems when you're going through the struggle and when you're going through the hardship or you're going through that moment of fear and uncertainty that this is only happening to you. And what oh, yeah. I'm hearing you say is that, no, you're not. You're not that special. Somebody went through it even worse than you have. You just need yeah. to find that person and someone yeah. to give you the boost that you need. Is Absolutely. What I'm Absolutely. I think she's my guardian angel, man, because whew, she, she took me from far. <laughs> no, seriously, she came into my life just like, yeah, we're like, she's like my big sister now, and I'm like her little sister. Mm-hmm. What people think was she's, I'm her son, by the way. <laughs> by the way. But anyways, yeah, no, she um she definitely went through a lot herself and it gave me it gave me um assurance and momentum to keep going because yo, if she's where she is now and she she made it, yo, well who am I to not keep going, you know? So that's it. So we're always, so we're always a work in progress? Oh yeah. 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 Every day we're working pro every day. There's something new about ourselves if we allow ourselves to know about ourselves. Why is it so scary, though? What's so scary about? What's, what's, so, what's so scary? Why are we so? Why are we so afraid to take the plunge? Why are we so afraid to face the fear? Why are we so afraid to go after it, whatever it is? Um, the uncertainty, like not knowing what's gonna happen, because we're we're so um. We're so comfortable with everything going on in our lives that why would I get out of my comfort zone? It's, it's, it's plain and simple. Like, with a job, you know that, okay, I have to go to work between Monday and Friday. If I go there every day, even if I'm a little bit late, I'm going to get a stern talk or whatever. They're not going to find me right then and there. But at least I, go, I get the job. With the entrepreneurship or with owning your business, First of all, you don't have hours. Um, you can start at 4 in the morning the same way you can start at 10 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. It's your hours. But, like, this is you personally, but then you also have to, like, go out there and give you, like, give your all because you have to get the client. You have to convince the client. You have to convince the client that the client needs you, and then you have to convince the client that whatever you're going to give them, they have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And... It's a Those lot. are a lot of ways that I can get that can go wrong really quick. It's a lot. It's a lot. So you never know what's gonna happen. You never know what's gonna happen. And if you have no capital, then you have your personal life. Like your car breaks down, or this breaks down, you're gonna feel like, oh my god, that is the end of the world. Come on, it's a lot. It's a lot. So for it's it's very intimidating. It's very intimidating, and there's a lot of reasons to not do it and to not take the risk. But is it, like you said, isn't the risk part of it, part of the process? Like on the other, because I believe I saw this recently, not not so far, I think last week. It was just a short excerpt, but um, Will Smith, I believe, was giving a talk and he was saying like, you know, um, God has put some of the greatest rewards of life behind a wall of fear. You know, fear is just one simple moment in your life. And if you just that pass that one moment, you realize everything that was waiting for you. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are just stuck on the idea of fear, not even the fear itself, like the idea of mm-hmm. like what they can't even define what the fear is. <laughs> just like I'm afraid, but yeah, they're yeah. not even going to take the chance. You know, it's yeah. it's it's crazy, but it's it's simple, but it freezes yeah. so many people. Yeah. It's well, it's again, it's scary. <laughs> it's a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm till this day, I'm going through it, and it's scary. It is, but you just have to be stronger than that. You have to be stronger. Yeah. And again, it goes back to your why. You have to know that this is part of it. Some I have some a, a few friends of mine that they're with the same thing, but it's kind of like they they believe. I don't want to put words in their mind mouth but it's just the way that they speak to me is that they're entitled to certain things and whereas me i feel as though like i have to earn everything even if somebody tell me they're gonna help me out i feel as though like no i don't want your help like i don't care how much i need it but it's kind of like i need to do it on my own because i need to learn for myself like i i i need to learn but with them it's kind of like they feel as though no this should have been given to me this should have been this person should have did that for me. I'm like, but what? Who are you? Like again, like I I know I ask that same question throughout the whole time we're talking. Like, who are you or who am I? Mm-hmm. There's a question I ask myself. Like, you have to go through whatever you have to go through. You have to do it. So it's important to stay humble. Absolutely, I believe so. Do you ever like? Because. Um, what was I say? What was I? What was I going at? Because because the thing is, you you have to trust the process, and you have to acknowledge where you are, and into the term of progress. Because again, you mentioned a very short period of two years. What uh, what would you tell the Paul two years ago in terms of what would you do differently, or like you know what I'm proud of you did this right, or again let's look. At, I know it was a dark period as well, you know, scary period. Yeah. But what has Paul of today? learned that could have served Paul two years ago? Save. Save some money, buddy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Seriously. Because, yo, I had it easy before, man. I had it easy. Like, my... Again, I was working at the bank. Yo, I was, uh, what, 20, 21, 22? About... No. Maybe later than that. No, I had no responsibility. Not that I have responsibilities now. Mm-hmm. But it's just that I was just... I was the Paul that everybody wanted to know because Paul was so generous. Paul, you say I want this and I give you two of it. Wow, um, okay. I was, you know, I was that. I was that that friendly. Um, not that I'm not friendly now. It's just I don't have the money, so I'm just friendly. With just me. <laughs> I'm just my present is friendly enough, you know. Like I'm here though. What's up? What's going on? You know. But I'm um, no saving definitely because if I save, um. If I saved, then it would have been easier. Mm-hmm. Is because it's the fact that because I had the money, like I told you, I was getting paid every two weeks and I wasn't doing nothing. I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. But if I was to put, let's say, fifty percent of that amount, then I could have lived another year and not being stressed over money, over, over capital, okay. you know. But because whatever they gave me, shopping, this that, uh, party, this that, da 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 da. I was waiting for the next paycheck after what three, four days. Mm-hmm. So then it's kind of like you know, um, but learning now definitely saving, um, saving for sure. Saving at least when I have that capital and everything. 
Okay, so funny. at least get because money is freedom, man. You're free when you have money. <laughs> Not even happy, you're just free. I you're just swear. free. Yeah. And I like the way you speak to that because a lot of people keep thinking, like, you know, just to want money is like, you know, because they hear money, they hear greed. I hear money, I hear, okay, your attention, because life is energy, again, and money also is energy that, you know, if you're just thinking about it, how to make it, how to keep it, how to save it, you know, how to avoid spending it, or, like, not to give it so much of it away to things that you probably could, you know, do away with, you know, money, the second you have that, it's one less thing to worry about, and I'm not even talking millions, millions help, (laughs) But, you know, in this day and age, you want, you know, to minimize, you know, your worries so you can focus on your priorities, you know, but when it keeps when you keep on, you know, running after that paycheck going and I speak the truth because I've lived there. We can definitely speak on another circumstance because this is your podcast, not mine, (laughs) but I definitely hear you in terms of, you know, just just grinding and going to school and like you were you were going part time. I was going full time, full time job. Full-time school. And just one part, it was, it was not fun. It was not fun. Cause like, again, those, those college bills go up really quick. And you try to, right. you try to finish it as soon as possible. Like, oh, oh let's yeah. Go, let's go, let's yeah. go. Oh yeah. But we, it all, it's all about the process. It's all about mm-hmm. trusting a process, about trusting in yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, doubt is definitely going to be a part of it, but I'm very happy that, you know, you're, you, you're still, you know, walking that path. And, um, uh, so, right. So right now, as opposed to Jersey, you were talking about, you know, just, you know, missing the grind and everything. So right now you're still on a path of, of growth and, and learning what, 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 where, where's your path taking you? Like, you know, five years out, what, what do you want, um, right now? Do you want to build a bigger client base? Uh, do you want to build, you know, bigger networking? Are you still working with your mentor? What are the significant steps that you're taking right now? Where's your road taking you? Like, you know, just down the road, just take us down the road. Like, you know, we're shedding a huge spotlight down the tunnel. Like, you know, what, what are we supposed to see? All right. This is, this is top secret right now. This is the Paul oh. effect top secret. Right <laughs> okay. All right. This is, this is the Paul effect top secret. Are you ready for this? Are you I'm ready? ready for this? I'm ready um, for this. Five, five, five to ten years. Well, the ultimate goal is to be the most valuable and respected male stylist in the world. Okay. Um, to the point where I'm the go-to person whenever somebody needs the red carpet look, um, that GQ look, that Vogue look, like you know the fashion look. Um, mm-hmm. That's 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 like my ultimate goal. Um, but what I want to do, I also want to give back, um, as well as open opportunities for for people to have employment. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that I've always wanted to do and this is going to be done in the next year or so year or two i used to have a um dry cleaning business um and it might sound weird um but i figured that the way my clientele is well i i okay first and foremost this is afterward but i do want to have a bigger clientele Mm -hmm. bigger network um and to to have a voice in in montreal fashion you know because I find that Montreal will always be my home base. I may, may or may not stay here in Montreal, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. uh, to, to further my career. But Montreal will be my home base. And I would like to that wherever I go in the world, that if I come back to Montreal, I'm, I'm still respected and valued. You know, that's definitely a goal of mine. Uh, clientele, definitely international. Um, 
I, I again back to opening the dry cleaning business because I find that with my clientele, um, I'm gonna service them with the clothes and you know make sure that they look nice. But I need to take we need to take care of the clothes also. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be all in one where I pick the clothes, I style the clothes, and I clean the clothes and bring it back to you. I feel that's what it makes sense. The policy. Absolutely, I'm I'm all, I'm all up in you. You know, I'm all up in you. Oh. You know. It, yeah, exactly. Because it, it gives you that con- concierge type of feeling where, you know, one person take care of everything. So you don't have to worry about how you look anymore because that one person that shops for you going to make sure that the clothes stay the part. You know, like the quality clothes is going to, it's not going to run out. It's not going to, you know, lose, lose color or whatever because it's my company that's taking care of the, the well-being of the clothes as well. So That's we one. take care of the process from, from A to Z. It's like you mm-hmm. only have to show up, and here we are bringing back your attire. Exactly. Um, also, I want to have a consultant firm um, because before, well, now, a lot of clients, they, they like the idea of having a stylist, but they always tell me, well, I'm not the right size. I need to lose a bit of weight. I need to do this. I need to do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas building, um, uh, having employment, what this means is basically I figured – I know that my network is going to be powerful CEOs and whatnot that don't have the time to get the client to, to go to the stores. Mm-hmm. So once they come to me, I'm going to have other professionals in their field. They're not going to be my employees, but they're going to still be in their field. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, okay, if you need um, like a, a, um, a trainer, you know, before you, before you get your, your clothes, I can outsource you to this person that's going to take care of you, this, this, and that, if you need somebody for your well-being. Because I find that the clothes is the last part of what your transformation is all about. Because it, it, it's your mind, it's your spirit, it's your soul, and then it's the physical of what we see. How so it I manifests like, itself through your attire. Exactly, because I can have a suit on, you can have the same suit on, but I wear it a different way than you. Like people notice me more than they notice you. Is it because I'm more confident? Is it because I'm more assured of myself? Is it because I know what I'm worth? Rather than you, it's just kind of like you're wearing a suit because, well, it's Monday, I have to go to work and I'm wearing a suit, you know? So me, it's the whole mental thing that has to change also. So by having the consulting firm, I'm really going to have specific people that's there to delegate that I'm here to delegate like the client that comes to me and then they do what they have to do like you know whatever field they're in and then afterwards I take them for the shopping spree so, what yeah yeah yeah, yeah that, that's some long term vision right there I mean, that is some, I mean wow I love the way see the way, see, the way you, did, you just did that there focus clear concise expression like you know you put your like i tell a lot i tell people a lot about speaking your own personal truth i think i just said that in like in the past episode promotion (laughs) (laughs) no i gotta plug this podcast somehow man i think yeah i was just talking about that in my most recent episode about no not not the past one um episode 18 about the fact that you need to speak your own personal truth into the universe don't just throw words out there because words have weight and words matter but Is you it need the to be algorithm to... thing that you had with the... No, the, 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 that was a photo special with, uh, with Dmitry Rousseau. But just after that, episode 18 was about uh, stop underselling the merchandise. You have to be able to basically consider yourself, you know, your own personal brand. And you need to be able... Because you know how people always go about saying like, you know, yeah, 
you know, um, I, I, yeah, I'm good at guitar, but yeah, I should mm-hmm. not go and try for that tryout. It won't be necessary. Like, why? You know, so it no. Like they're downplaying themselves. You need to be able to stop underselling the merchandise and speak your truth, a truth of excellence, a truth of growth. A tr- if you know if you're not there yet, but you need to actually visualize yourself down the line, mm-hmm. like you just did, consulting firm. You know, powerful CEOs as a clientele, and I'm building that word. Like just like you put it, there's I can't change anything because that's your truth, and that's that's a great example. I'm telling you, this is one of the most awesome podcasts ever. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just not saying this. See, I'm getting giddy. My wife. Is, I use my wife as a as like my editor, and she's definitely gonna knock my ass off because I'm just like, see, you did it again. So you're you're taking. I'm sorry. Let me just dial no, it No, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, it's, it's cool. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't know what this was going to be like, and I like it, actually. I'm like, okay. Because I've, I've gotten requested to podcast, but I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I don't know. But this one, I like it. I like it. This is like fun. This is a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. But I'm all about personal truth, man. And I really, I really commend you for being so driven and being oh, so... Um, as you said, and again, you're just, you're, you're really putting your money where your mouth is in terms of like, you have to be a visionary because I hear vision. I hear a lot of, of, of assurance, as you said, and it's very important to just take the risk, you know, could work, could not, could take two years, could take six, 10, whatever, but you know, that's where you're headed. At least, um, um, I, I read this somewhere and the, the author put it this way, the universe cannot hit a moving target. In terms of if you're speaking into the universe, right? Don't just say, I want to be rich. Like, okay, I would like to have said amount of money by said time for this particular task. You need to be specific, concise. The universe cannot hit a moving target. If you're looking at a universe and basically you're, you're putting out, you're, you're pulling out an arrow, a bow and arrow and say, okay, what is your target into what you're asking the universe to give you? Because everybody's asking for something at any point in time, right? So right, right, right. what is it that you want out of life? So you need to be able to ask that. And this is the truth that you are speaking. The universe can't hit a moving target. So thank you for, for exemplifying that, you know, <laughs> why you're here. My God, you're a very well-spoken man, I have to say. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I made you some big words. Let me go open my vocabulary <laughs> But I know it's getting late. We're definitely getting up on top of the hour. Paul, thank you so much uh, for this wonderful exchange. Um, if we can leave each other on some one on some powerful words of guidance, you know, because the floor is yours. I always ask my guests, you know, just to leave us with either some guidance or some words of wisdom in terms of how we can just keep on this path of personal truth. Would you have any form of advice, you know, long, short term, like, you know, what can people do to wake up tomorrow morning? If they could do one thing to push themselves forward, what would you ask them to do? Wow. Um, Jesus Christ. What would, uh, can you ask Take your question? time. There are, no, there are no dumb questions. There are no dumb questions. What I think is that you can't just sit there and just expect stuff to happen, Right. You have to get out there. You have to do something, you know, as far as, you know, if I'm asking somebody, okay, you keep complaining that, you know, you're always feeling tired when you wake up in the morning. It's like, okay, how late do you sleep? Well, you know, 11 ish. Okay. Try to go to bed earlier. You know, something as dumb as that can have a significant impact in the long term. Okay. So that type of thing, it doesn't have to be all philosophical and woo. Right. 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 
in your personal world, in your personal words, you know, if someone could take just one action tomorrow, you know, in order to push them forward, in the words of Paul, how would that how would that manifest itself? Um, I would say based on what you said, just piggybacking what you said, uh, take initiative, um, and own whatever it is that you're doing, uh, whatever you it is that you think about, whatever it is that you want to be, just own it. Uh, the moment you own it, um, as day progresses, um, then you become it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, take initiative and own it. Those, those are my two of yeah. us. Yeah, are, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That is a gem. That is precious. Paul, again, yeah. thank you so much. Um, I can't thank you enough for, for this wonderful exchange. It was like, just like you, I had no idea where this was going, but... <laughs> You know what? I just I, I'm I'm fe- I'm gonna feel offended if I have to edit anything out of this. I just, I would just post it like this, like this is. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Do what you gotta do, man. Like but, I'm just I'm um, grateful. I am very very. I'm just very humbled. And if anything, if life or time or your agenda or anything in any way you know would allow you to come back, you're more than welcome. Because there's so much that we can speak on. I know it's a very short period, a very short time. But again, we'll try to connect again, try to see and work together, and try to see like you know a particular topic that you'd like to share. And again, I'm like I said, this podcast is very synergetic, so I'm all open to ideas or anything so again you're more than welcome for a future recording and uh, I'll try to have this episode up as soon as I can because uh, wow this is like, <laughs> wow and I want to give a wow. shout out to Coralie <laughs> for uh, for definitely uh, yeah um, Coralie Woodward thank you so much for yeah, this yeah. Uh, this like, was a terrific exchange. It was definitely worth uh, worth uh, worth it. It was definitely worth it. Wow! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank to everyone and anyone, uh, expect uh, the next chapter of the podcast of Wasting the Awesome Podcast. Thank you so much for your time. You guys have yourself a terrific evening, and as always, be uh, be yourself. Uh, embrace your own personal truth. Walk the path of awesomeness and stay awesome. You guys have a yeah. good night. Perfect. Pow! Pow! Ah! <laughs>